Hello and welcome to Sake Revolution, America's first sake podcast. I'm your host, John Puma, founder of thesakenotes.com, administrator of the Internet Sake Discord, and all-around sake nerd. And I'm your host, Timothy Sullivan. I'm a sake samurai, sake educator, as well as the founder of the Urban Sake website. And together, John and I will be tasting and chatting about all things sake. Tim, it is nearly summer here in New York, and the temperatures are rising. It's getting hot. I actually bought and installed a brand new AC this week. I am not joking around with this heat. No way. Indeed, indeed. And you know, when I think of of hot summers, you know what that makes me think of? Maybe hot sake? How how did you know? Well, our guest this week is none other than Ms. Sake Caliente herself, Chizuko Niikawa Helton. Wait a minute, a guest? Does this mean the Sake Education Corner is taking the week off? Well, in a way, I think Cheese is going to school us on how delicious warm sake is. So we're going to get our learning in. All right, okay. Well, let's not, let's, not, let's not wait on this. Let's get her out here. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome. Yay. <laughs> good to see you, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, guys. How are you holding up with all this quarantine stuff going on? Well, you know, I'm making a lot of pickles and sauce and jams. <laughs> you know, it's I know my body is getting fermented too. I feel like you know? you're, you're becoming like a Japanese Martha Stewart. Exactly, exactly. I'm trying. I'm trying to be. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're keeping busy. <laughs> so John and I both know you really well, but for any of our listeners who have not met you before. Can okay. you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you're okay. from, and maybe how you got started in sake? Okay, got it. Um, my name is Chizuko Niko Helton, uh, based in New York, and I'm uh, the sake sommelier and also the, uh, the founder of Sake Discoveries. Uh, sake Discoveries is a sake PR company. Um, we are uh, the, uh, the, the giving uh, sake education class and seminar and staff training for many restaurants and I don't know, organize some sake tasting events, uh, consulting restaurant sake list, menus, uh, events, something like that. <laughs> and, and also um, most of my clients are restaurants and sake brewers in Japan. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, the, the branding for their marketing. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how did you get started in sake? What, what brought you into this business? Well, basically, um, I'm natural born sake person as Akita. <laughs> natural born <laughs> sake person. Yes, because. In your DNA? I'm, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm from the uh, one of the most rice region akita prefecture um um my actually the my i grew up at the, at the te- buddhist temple in the mountainside in akita prefecture mm-hmm. and always you know i my life was pretty much surrounded by lots of uh the rice fields <laughs> so you know rice and water is very you know it's the uh, where i grew up <laughs> and uh, my father passed away uh, when I was about 30. 
mm-hmm. till then, I was living in Tokyo. Uh, after graduated college in Tokyo and the, uh, working at the fashion uh, business, business uh, the uh, industry in Tokyo. But I went back to Akita for taking care of my family because my father got seriously sick. Then I finally realized that how beautiful my hometown was. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, it's, I believe that it's kind of typical, you know, the countryside, the people's kind of, kind of complex, like, always oh you know i have only the rice fields and river if nothing entertainment this town i you know it's i really wanted to move to tokyo big city <laughs> you know i wanted to be a city girl but i was a silly girl actually <laughs> you know and then i finally uh, realized that you know how beautiful you know the the town i grew up and i really regretted uh, that you know why I didn't care much this treasure in my town in my home prefecture. So um, after my uh, the father's uh, the passing, I kind of you know the wanted to learn something about my hometown. Of course, in you know, the rice and water, sake, <laughs> because Akita is one of the of course you know the most famous sake regions. And I took a sake course at the sake SSI, uh, the Sake Service Institute in Tokyo. And I passed the exam and I got a certification, but I had no idea, you know, about sake industry. I never ever thought that I gonna work this industry, but I just wanted to, you know, spread the beauty of sake to the world. So I just decided to live in New York for a while because <laughs> because New York is my kind of dream city and so many people from all over the world are living there. So I moved to New York and luckily I got the job opportunity at the Sakagura restaurant in Midtown as a sake sommelier because I had a certification. But you know, as I said, I had a certification, but I had no idea what to do because I never ever worked at the restaurants, never worked at the industry, sake industry. So when you when you were at Sakagura, mm-hmm. you were like fresh, fresh off the boat. You oh, were yeah. just just arrived in the U.S. and your English <laughs> yeah. was more limited back then, wasn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, still still learning. No, you're doing great, but. Uh, uh, how you had to learn on the job, right? You had to just oh, yeah. hit the ground running. <laughs> what was that like for you back then? When you're in a new country, new language, oh, totally. and you're doing a job in sake, which you'd never worked in before. Tell us about exactly. that time. Like what what was it what was it like uh finding your way at that time? Okay. Uh luckily, you know, I think you know what the my uh the uh, the former work, fashion business, fashion business background really really helped me, you know, I think I had good eyes to catch what type of, you know, sake or theme they're looking for from their, you know, the looking, the clothing, or, you know, it's got a girlfriend, friends, group, you know, even just color or turn of ties or hat. So, you know, I think, you know, this guy likes this type of sake. Oh, this guy might hate this type of psyche. It's kind of, <laughs> and then I was right. right. <laughs> 99% I was right. I was reading there, you know, 
So you, you used your fashion training to exactly. kind of read people. Oh, that's exactly. amazing. I think, yes. I think we call that social engineering exactly. in other circles. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know what? <laughs> I always told the customers, like, I always you know, mention that I'm sorry my English is not good, but please trust me, I can choose the right sake for you. Please trust me. <laughs> I always said that. <laughs> But it was surprisingly, most seriously, everybody trusts me. <laughs> and then you know what? It's actually the the my first oh my god amazing experience was when I saw the glass of Daishichi Minowamon Jumai Daiginjo by the glass. Mm -hmm. That that price was almost I think a twenty something twenty dollars twenty four dollars mm -hmm. by the glass. It's a hundred milli, so it's about you know the three four. On uh, something like that, but you know, a customer really, really appreciate it, and they ordered a bottle hmm. right away. Wow, it's amazing! And then that experience kind of made me kind of feel more confident, you know, comfortable to, you know, the, the give more kind of suggestion to the customers with really, you know, a little high in the sake and a little more kind of, you know, the expensive sake. But of course. I kind of mix with even Honjozo or Futsushu, you know, the if people loves you know, expensive kind of luxury high-end sake, I always suggest something a little, you know, the Honjozo or Futsushu mix too, you know. So it's kind of balanced ways. Oh, this woman not trying to sell only expensive sake. I always kind of, you know, made a kind of trick too. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a good idea. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of customers, um, even today, mm -hmm. uh, they come into a place like Sakagura mm -hmm. or another high-end Japanese restaurant, mm -hmm. and you know, the the sommelier comes over and says, Let me guide you, let me help you. And mm -hmm. they're like, Phew, you know, it's it's a big relief. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that much about sake. Yeah. And to have someone come up and say, Let me help you, I'll get you something delicious. Yeah. I'm sure people really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yes. that's good yeah. to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, so and tell I, us a little. Tell us a little bit about some of the uh, activities you've been doing more recently with Sake recently. Discoveries. You told us a little bit about uh, your mm -hmm. company and uh, what are some of the projects you've had uh, recently. Okay. Um, the recently, of course, you know now it's a little difficult time to hold uh, the events or doing kind of restaurant, you know, the thing, but. Um, we're doing uh, the webinars, pretty much. So especially, you know, the every week, every Friday, uh, my assistant and you know marketing director of Saka Discoveries, Jessica Jolly, you know that you guys know. So she is a host and giving uh, the Saka webinar every Friday, and we invite, uh, we feature the one brand of Saka and. You know, the, usually the Kuramoto, the sake producer, joined our webinar to give a little special the seminar and tour and a little kind of secret, you know, some of the kind of fun topic we discuss, something like that. It's kind of one, um, one hour webinar, but it's really popular. And another yeah, webinar is for more kind of private thing. It's like for the big uh, the kind of IT companies or you know, it's sometimes, you know, they're giving a little staff training for restaurants. Uh, so, you know, if this, the quarantine, quarantine you know, this didn't, we have it, 
you know, the webinar, I never done that. So I think it's kind of new thing, new business, you know, for the opportunity for us. And I'd say that uh, around around these parts and, and also probably in some parts of Japan, you're kind of known for warming sake. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to tell us a little bit about sake caliente? Okay. Uh, the sake caliente is um, uh, the one of my project, uh, which is introducing, uh, you know, the more kind of unique way to enjoy sake. Uh, so it's like for warming or blending, you know, it's kind of mixing, pairing. It's more like just just easy pairing thing. It's more like kind of fun way making super easy cocktails or, you know, something like that. So um, but it started in 2015, basically. Uh, uh, the, it's about five years ago from the Yoparai in Lower East Side. It's a uh, Saturday night, late night after they finished, they closed the restaurant, 11 p.m. I uh, they use their space bar, you know, to give us a little pop-up sake bar, you know, sake caliente. So sake caliente, caliente is, you know, hot in Spanish, as you may know. But, you know, it's cari means like borrow something in Japanese. And M means connection or, you know, the relationship, friendship. And te means hands. So sake caliente means like never happened this pop-up without you guys' support and help and, you know, friendship, something like that. So <laughs> it's a little kind of, you know, the behind the meaning. Mm. <laughs> Just hot sake, hot. <laughs> Well, when I was first getting into sake, there was a lot of uh, stigma almost mm-hmm. around warm sake because uh, I, we didn't understand it. Because mm-hmm. uh, what I understood was, all right, when you go to a place and they offer you the hot sake, it's mm-hmm. usually not going to be the best stuff they have. I, yeah, yeah. And then I started to learn that the premium sake is usually served cold. Mm-hmm. And then all these years later, I find out that Chizuko is doing a hot sake pop-up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's... I have to try. I have to check this yeah. out. This is this is, <laughs> this is different. I mm-hmm. need to see what's going right. on here because yeah. this flies in the mm-hmm. face of everything. Yeah. Uh, and then, so so, uh, how did you then go about like finding like what would the best sake is to be served in this way, and then the best temperatures for these mm-hmm. sake? Okay, that's you know the common question. Um, okay, so easy answer is if you don't see any ginjo or dai ginjo word on the label <laughs> it's super safe you know it's it means jumai honjozo futsushu so it's no ginjo or dai ginjo it's definitely it's safest way to heat it up even you forgot to turn off the heat that's fine you know it's Many people say, oh, you know what? Oh, I did it too much. Oh, I, I lost, you know, the flavor. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, or something. <laughs> Don't worry. You know, sake is not the weak. <laughs> Especially that that type of, you know, the full body style sake. So, but mm. ginjo, daiginjo is, a, you know, the many people think, oh, it's too delicate. It's too good to heat it up. Oh, hot sake is supposed to be, you know, the sub. Uh, with cheap sake, low quality sake. So, why are you 
wanted to, you know, that you know, start sake caliente because of that. Many people are misunderstanding about hot sake. So hot sake is, you know, it's great, great way to enjoy the sake and and then, you know, even ginjo, daiginjo, if you, you know, they heat it up right way or right temperature, you know, it's really, really good. And then another safest way when you want to, you know, that you want to enjoy uh, ginjo or daiginjo hot sake, is just to answer, you pick sake from Niigata, <laughs> Niigata, <laughs> Niigata Prefecture, yes. Tim, you know. do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like solid advice to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, seriously, you know, the, that's, you know, my always, you know, uh, people, some, many people think, oh, it's a little difficult to choose a sake for, you know, warm. Oh, which, uh, the, uh, which one is the best? It's too many kinds. Okay. Two answers. You know, no ginjo, no daiginjo. It's totally fine. And if you want to try something a little, you know, the ginjo, daiginjo style, you know, the easy answer, pick from Niigata. Because in general, in general, Niigata sake doesn't have much, you know, too much fruity or floral notes. So, you know, even heated up too much, too high, you know, Niigata sake is really, really clean. It's still, you know, the, the keep the quality and the flavor. It's really, really beautiful. And many people, you know, some people said, oh, don't heat too much. You know, like, atsukan is extremely hot. And nurukan is kind of lukewarm. But to be honest, lukewarm is, it's when you pour sake into your cup, you know, the, the lukewarm sake, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to get cold right away, you know, yeah, right? So, you know what, actually, I like a little more, you know, high temperature, to be honest, even ginjo or daiginjo, you know, of course, you know, that you can heat it up, the, the warm up, warm beer, the your sake cups, but, you know, it's definitely a little higher temperature is more, if you like hot sake, definitely, you know, that you love a little higher temperature, it's more comfortable and you enjoy the the difference, the temperature uh, between the cold and the hot. It's lukewarm. Lukewarm is, mm, if you drink lukewarm, for me, I enjoy, I'd rather to have cold sake. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or room temperature. <laughs> or room temperature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we each brought in a sake today to taste mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And the mission was to bring in a sake that we think is good for mm -hmm. serving warm. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to talk to you about that and taste a little bit together. Of course. So what we, what we usually do is we take just a couple minutes and everybody can just introduce their sake. Sure. And then we'll go one by one and taste them. So Chizuko, why don't you start as our guest? Why don't you tell us what, which sake you brought? Ta-da. This is my favorite Sake for warm, Daishichi Kimoto Junmai. Daishichi from. Kimoto Junmai. And that's yes. from? Tokushima Prefecture. Yes. So uh, this sake is Junmai and Kimoto style sake. So Kimoto is, you know, one of the very old-fashioned brewing method style sake. So tastes much more bold, creamier, 
and a little bit, you know, that you can taste a little kind of lactic yogurt, lactic acid flavor, like a yogurt. And this sake is brewed in 2016. So it's about four years aged. And the many people, you know, the, it's Daishichi is always printed their brewing year. And some people think, oh, this sake is so old, must be really bad. No, it's aged sake. Some sake is really, really great for aging. So Daishichi is one of the king of aging sake, the sake for aging. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, John, what did what did you bring today? Uh, well, I brought the uh, Gozenshu 9 Junmai from Okayama Prefecture. And it is a Bodaimoto, which we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into with more depth in another day, another episode. Uh, but this one is very... Uh, is very food friendly and very warming friendly, from what I understand. So, and what what's the grade for that sake? It's a junmai. A junmai. Okay. All right. And Tim. Well, I um, was recently in a liquor store, and I came across this sake that I haven't had in a long time. But I knew we were going to be doing a episode on warm sake, so I brought uh, Kurosawa. Hmm. Junmai Kimoto. So Chizuko and I both have Junmai Kimoto sakes. And we haven't talked much about Kimoto, but it's a it's a production method that gives a little bit of an earthier flavor to sakes and maybe a little bit more dimension and structure. So um, it's interesting that Chizuko and I chose the same classification of sake, but from different regions. Uh, this Kurosawa Kimoto Junmai is from Nagano Prefecture. And uh, uh, it's, it's a really affordable sake. Uh, I think it's one of the least expensive imported premium sakes you can get. And um, I remember this has been exported for a long time. I remember drinking this even years and years ago. Uh, so that's what I brought. So Chizuko, why don't you start us off? And you can, uh, if you don't, if you want to go ahead and uh, mm -hmm. pour your sake. Okay. And let us know about the aroma and what you think of the taste. Hmm. Smells like vanilla and caramel, almond. Hmm. Wow. And definitely, it's really mouth feel. It's really more like a creamy barley. It's really. Uh, Wow, I haven't had this sake for a while, so it's definitely kind of made me kind of emotional. <laughs> 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 yeah, Daishichi is one of my, you know, the very, very special sake. Actually, you know, uh, my first, uh, oh my God, sake brand you know, after I moved to New York. So it's Daishichi has so many kind of story, but this sake is definitely, it's, you know, definitely not fruity notes or not the floral notes. So definitely, it's one of the best. I uh, highly recommend to the the serving warm. Uh, definitely, the kimoto has the uh, much more depth and 
robust flavor texture. But at the same time, Daishi's Kimoto is really round and creamy. Mm -hmm. So soft. So it's, you know, it's definitely even, you know, heated up, the softness is much more, you know, much rounder than, you know, seven chilled or room temperature. So I really wanted you to try this. Also, you know, that you can add a little bit, tiny bit of whiskey or bourbon mix. It's really Ooh. good too. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, believe in that. It's really good. Maker's Market is so good. <laughs> Tastes more caramel. <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit about uh, recommended serving temperature. So I wanted to ask you, what temperature do you recommend for your sake? And can you give us one idea for food pairing with your daishichi? Okay. Um, daishichi, actually, any temperature is great. But my the, especially this Daishichi Kimoto, the Jumai, this one is the best temperature is actually room temperature or, um, well, my favorite temperature is a little higher, like uh, the 120 mm. or even higher a little bit. So people might think, oh, it's too hot. No, don't worry. It's still so good. <laughs> And then you can enjoy that, you know, really high temperature and it goes down, you know, it's kanzamashi. It's kind of little by little kind of getting cold. That difference you can enjoy. Nice. Tim, why don't you uh, go next? Sure. So I again have the Kurosawa Junmai Kimoto. Um, I'm actually going to pour this right here. Mm, yeah, it smells like a bowl of steaming rice <laughs> with a drizzle of caramel on it. That's what Ooh. it smells like. There, there's a little bit of a caramelly sugar note, mm -hmm. and there's also a ricey note. But it's it's really wonderful. Um, this is from 2019. So this isn't uh, it's from November 2019. So it's not aged. Um, it's right in the zone for I think for drinking. Um, but as Chizuko said, these types of Junmai and Kimoto sakes are really stronger than you think. And if you leave it out or you forget about it for a year, it's not really a big deal, right, Chizuko? No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know, sometimes when I find really, really old, you know, the old sake at the, you know, the Rika shop, I always feel like, oh, my goodness, I found a special treasure. <laughs> I always get that kind of feeling. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give the uh, Kurosawa a taste. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, so it, it has a very rice-forward flavor. It really spreads on the palate. Um, Chizuko, you mentioned Niigata sakes before that are kind of lighter and cleaner. Mm -hmm. This one has more body to it, a little bit more weight. And it has a really dry finish. Like the finish is um, uh, a little bit hot. You know, there's a little bit of heat at the end. And uh, uh, that uh, is such a, a food-friendly, I think, finish for sake. Uh, really dry, clean. And I would recommend uh, warming up uh, to about 120, 25. So around the same temperature that uh, Chizuko said. 
uh, a sake like this can really stand up to those warmer temperatures. And for anybody who's interested in the uh, different temperatures you can warm your sake to, uh, we're going to put a heating chart with all the different temperature ranges in the show notes at sakerevolution.com. So check out uh, this episode and uh, you can see the range of uh, heating temperatures that are available. Okay, John, over to you. Uh, let's. Uh... Yeah, let me uh, let's have a look at this Gozenshu Nine June Mai. Now, uh, Tim, last time I think we talked about, actually, it was two episodes ago. We talked a little about uh, Okayama Prefecture and their uh, and their their uh, lean towards Omachi rice being their 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 local and the granddaddy of rice. This actually uses uh, omachi as well. So I definitely have a type, but uh, from a aroma standpoint, this is much more of a, this is like kind of nutty and oatmeal, I want to say on the nose, uh, almost like, like warm bread almost, even though this is currently a little bit chilled. It's going to, I imagine that's going to open up as it warms up a little bit. Uh, probably get more of that bread aroma, which is very unusual, very interesting. And then the, the taste is is really unique. It is there's some like there's some caramel to it, but like not uh, not a sharp caramel. But like have you have like a have you ever had like really smooth caramel, like really uh, like very kind of maybe uh, well, maybe a little overpriced caramel, <laughs> um, and some nougat like that. Like this, like it's like a very like this reminds me a lot of uh, of like a really good like chocolate bar in a way. It's really interesting. It's very, very different than my my usual style of sake. Um, and this is a kind of thing that's going to uh, expand on those flavors, I think, as it warms up, as it gets to room temperature, and then as you bring it to uh, maybe a lukewarm level. I know Chisiko does not approve of lukewarm, but... Uh, <laughs> I like it. Some, some sake is great. I'm still very much dipping my toe in the, in the warming of sake, so I take it by uh, baby steps. Okay. <laughs> So, John, do you have any food pairing ideas for your sake? This is, like I said, a very unique uh, sake for me. But this, since it's so rich, I'm going to say that it's going to be really compatible with meat. Probably, uh, maybe maybe barbecue, like something you know, something big. I'm not going to say spicy necessarily, but just like big rich flavors like you know your your grilled meats and stuff like that i don't mean yakitori i mean like ribs <laughs> like that kind of thing uh, that seems like something that would go really well with this i gotta stop drinking sake that make me think of foods i can't readily have right now in quarantine <laughs> this is becoming a, a bad habit of mine so Chizuko, do you yes. have any uh, do you have any uh, general recommendations for people out there who want to get started with warm sake? Mm -hmm. Maybe you can describe the best way to warm up sake at home for our listeners. Okay, uh, well, it's I have so many, you know, the the equipment, but you know, don't worry, it's super easy, and I don't have microwaves. So I usually, you know, if you don't have the, uh, those kind of equipment, so I just uh, simply recommend to use, you know, the, the boiling water in the, I don't know, you know, pot. And I use, you know, for example, like kind of, you know, the beaker or 
you know, mug cap or ceramic cups. If you don't have any kind of sake, the, the, the small sake carafe, tokuri or something, don't worry. Just you not know, use your mug cap and then pour, you know, the, into, uh, the sake into the cup and then just, you know, the, uh, you know, just put in the cup into the, the pot for a while. Uh, but, you know, you have to uh, turn off the, the heater, the heat. You know the when before you put in the the cap into the the hot water. It's a numb, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, something yeah, like you, that. Yeah, you can use anything. Yeah. Um, I've even uh, in an emergency, I even used a coffee cup once. Oh yeah, you know, anything that's fine, that is safe, anything. anything that's safe for heat, mm-hmm. any heat safe Pyrex or uh, oh, yeah. coffee cup. Put it in, mm-hmm. set it in a warm water bath. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it takes about five minutes yeah. or so, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And you just bring it up to the temperature you want. It's yes. really easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I use a Pilex, you know, Fire King, the, those type of, you know, the cups or, yes, it's anything. It's fine. Don't think too much. And I also, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, the key is, you know, just, you know, find your favorite, you know, the temperature and the favorite taste of sake. You know, as I said, you know, if you want to try something a little high-end style, you know, the hot sake and the light side, you know, I highly recommend to try sake from Niigata Prefecture, but a little high-end, but a little more, you know, that you like, you want to enjoy a little bit more kind of fruity notes and a little more robust flavor at the same time. I highly recommend to try Ginjo Daiginjo by uh, Kimoto or Yamaha Meta. Hmm. And then no, no ginjo, no dai ginjo on the label, you know, whatever, you know, it's honjozo, futsushu, junmai, those type of bold style sake is absolutely great, 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 you know, easy to hit it up. And, you know, the, the price is much lower. <laughs> well, Chisigo, thank you so much for stopping by. I, I have a lot of, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of things I need to try now. I have, uh. I need to get my coffee cups ready yeah. and get some <laughs> some Junmai and some uh, Kimoto yeah, and yeah. and go to work because uh, when I when it's summertime I think of warm sake. <laughs> yes, please enjoy, and yes, definitely Umeshu Yuzu hot is great too. Umeshu, yes. all right. Well, to, we'll have to bring you back to talk about Umeshu. Then. Yes, hot Umeshu, hot Yuzu Yuzu sake Yuzu shu is really really good too. Tim, yeah, Tim make a one, note. It, <laughs> If there's one rule I learned from Chizuko is that there are no rules. Exactly. So yes. go out and have fun yeah, exactly. and experiment with yes. temperature and mixing mm-hmm. and uh, life is too short to worry about rules. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again for coming by and we are looking forward to uh, what you do next. <laughs> it's great to talk with you. Thank you, Chizuko. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you can, it would help us a lot if you could rate our show on Apple Podcasts. And make sure that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you download your podcast. We don't want you to miss an episode, and you don't want to miss one either. And as always, to learn more about any of the topics or sakes we talked about in today's episode, be sure to visit our website, sakerevolution.com, for all the detailed show notes. And if you have a sake question that you need answered, we want to hear from you. Reach out at feedback at sakerevolution.com. So until next time, please keep cool and remember to keep drinking sake and kanpai! kanpai.